Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel one individual minute at a time. My name is Mark. You can follow me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also follow me on social media at NoClutchNate, as well as my Instagram page, Clutch Figures. And I'm Chris Ayers, co-host of the podcast The People v. Batman v. Superman and DC Legacy Filmcast, and I'm on Twitter at Chris A. Creative. Alrighty, and today we're going to be covering Man of Steel minute number 28, and the minute starts with a young Clark analyzing the situation that he's in as a as the bus is sinking into the lake, and then the minute ends with uh, the rescue classmates kind of in awe of what Clark has done, and kind of he's kind of dived back into the lake for some reason, mm-hmm. and they're kind of looking for, uh, kind of wondering where he went. Um we spoke a little bit about this in the last minute, but he has that kind of hesitation mm-hmm. on why he, right before he does what he does. Um, again, we're not sure what the hesitation is for. We don't know if he's cautious about what he's about to do or whether um, he's trying to think out how to solve the situation. Um, but he does go ahead and he does do what he's kind of destined to do, in my opinion. I feel like if he didn't save the kids, and, you know, they all died, he's the only survivor, that would raise way more questions than, oh, well, the bus just kind of came up out of the water. Don't you think? Like, uh, absolutely, whole class dead, except Clark Kent. (laughs) That's kind of what the movie Unbreakable is about. Yeah. Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, it seems like that would, it would raise a little bit uh, bigger questions than just, uh, you know, act of God quote-unquote i gotta say this is one of my favorite parts of the movie and i don't have a whole lot to say about it because it's such a just a superman moment right it's like it's what he it's what he does music and everything yeah um this the kind of the reoccurring theme of superman in the in this man of steel and the whole dc extended universe um is this song um the i think the full name of the song is uh what are you? What will you do when you're not saving people? Yeah. Uh, in parentheses, an ideal of hope is what the theme is called. Um, and it, it really is like, like this scene is Superman. Yeah. Like this is what, kind of like, what people want to see. This is kind of like what people paid to see. Like this is the Superman that I kind of grew up and loved, right? Oh yeah, I, yeah. I agree. It's it's definitely the the, the the heroic side of him. That's uh, the selfless act kind mm-hmm. of deal. I think this is the most heroic act in all of the rest of the film and and the next movie. Like I I can't think of another moment where where I feel this inspired by what he's done. I mean, he he gets to you know fight these Kryptonians in Smallville and later in Man of Steel, but he's not really paying attention to the collateral damage he's causing. A lot of people are dying in those buildings, um, and he's not saving them. I think, um, well, we're still, like, the whole film is a, a novice Superman. Um, you know, he's he's not perfect yet. And I think Dawn of Justice was supposed to be, like, a continuation of that, of, like, how far off the track both him and Batman are. Um, in the Battle of Smallville, we do see, like, Clark, or, I'm sorry, Cal, uh, he does um kind of warn the people of Smallville like stay inside, shut your doors. Like 
Things yeah. are going to get heavy. Like Lock your doors. Like a Kryptonian body flying through a building. Is yeah. So, I mean, he, yeah. he does want... I guess he wants people to, like, stay safe. Now, when it gets to Metropolis, people are dying. Um, and it is catastrophic. Do I think that's intentional? Uh, that's a question. Uh, I kind of think so. I kind of think it, you know, the destruction of Metropolis is, like, a big deal on purpose. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's just kind of going back to Zack Snyder's other film, Watchmen, where, like, the film ended with the destruction of multiple major cities for a reason. And I don't think Zack Snyder is just show, showing destruction to kind of be like, I don't think, I don't see Zack Snyder as like the Michael Bay kind of guy. Um, I know there, I know, I know destruction kind of needs to happen. Um, I'm, so I'm kind of saying like, it's not done nonsensically, if, I, if, if that's the correct term. I think there's a reason that for all the things Snyder does, it's just I just don't really agree with with all of that stuff. But I, I'll challenge you to come up with a, a moment where you really feel that there's a heroism being performed, that Superman is saving people, and you feel like this is Superman, because immediately after this, he gets in trouble for it from his dad. His dad's disappointed, right? I, I can't think of another moment. The only one that would come closest to him doing the whole Christopher Reeves hand in the air, flying up to the world engine at the end with the inspiring music. But it, then again, you're not in the same company of civilians like how he is in this Saving the School Bus. So you don't yeah. really get that effect of, oh, yeah, people were saved. You just get the really cool, oh, look at him putting his hand into the light and it looks really awesome kind of feel. But, yeah, I think I think you're right, Chris. This might be the most heroic, uh, other than those, in, in this movie at least, the most heroic act that, that we yeah, get to see. in this film. Because I think... We get the same thing in Batman v Superman with the the, the snippets of. The, I was gonna call. It, I like calling it the media scene. Yeah. Where um, uh, must there be a Superman? That kind of montage, because he's kind of like having an internal struggle in himself, but then when that crisis happens in Mexico and it it opens up that whole montage, you know, he is like, he's doing what he needs to as Superman, like. He's just a guy trying to do the right thing. And that's what that whole bit is. And that's like, honestly, that's my favorite scene of the entire Batman v Superman movie is mm -hmm. that is that one section. But he looks so unhappy and unhappy about what he's doing. I was going to bring uh, that up. Like, it almost looks it's so mundane for him. Like, he's like, he has to do it. It's, uh, I don't it's, think it's he, in his mandate. I don't think he's, um, that's not what I got out of it. He might just when, be super when concentrated. He, when he's. <laughs> When he's landing with the girl that he saves, and he's delivering uh, her back to her family, he's he's smiling. But then when they all put their hands on him, and he's kind of, in my opinion, what I got out of it was he was looking at like, like why, why are you uh, like I don't know. He's it was questioning like, it. Why are you praising wh me? Why are you praising me? Yeah. Exactly. It's like it's one of those things where it's like I'm just trying to do the right thing, and these yeah. people are treating me like a god. Like I just. I just want to do the right thing because I have these powers and I know that I should do some good with them. And so the um, the montage scene you were talking about has um, a, a version of the same music in this scene. And in this scene, it's it's very hopeful. I actually really love this this music track. I like the score. They don't really that doesn't get to come out very much in in Batman v Superman. It's always muted. It never it never swells to the point where you feel really happy and, and hopeful about it. But I'm 
I got to admit, I, I think the score in this movie is great, and, and I'm one of those people who who loves the the John Williams score from the you know the 70s and 80s movies. But I, I really wanted more of this this music in Batman v Superman, and it never really gets there. Um, no, I I I like Hans Zimmer's approach to this film, and you know it, it, his his uh his compositions in Batman v Superman somewhat conflict. Junkie XLs, um, they kind of, I don't know, they're used for different tones of the film, because you got like the Wonder Woman bits and uh, kind of like the Nightmare Batman scene, and mm-hmm. and then Superman's old themes from Man of Steel get thrown in there too. So I feel like it kind of mixes. It's it definitely it's 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 woven throughout Batman v Superman. I mean, I kept looking for it, and every time Superman was on the screen, like you can hear you can hear like a sort of minor key version of it, a really underplayed version of the same theme. But it's the tone of Batman v Superman is completely opposite of this scene right here that I really love. Yeah, yeah, and the only time you do get to kind of re like rehear it is in the media scene, which I like again is my favorite part of Batman v Superman. Um, Lex Luthor's theme is actually like a. Oh yeah, it's a play off of this. It's one. a distorted yeah. version of this exact theme. It's like sped up and. It's like a few it's sped up and it's. Uh, they use the same chord. The chord. The chords yeah. are like minor versions of of these major chords. Yeah. To make it just seem like he's he's like a little offbeat. I mean. Yeah. The whole. So you can you can Lex actually find a, a video that plays both this theme. And then it'll play Alexis theme, and it's almost the same. Rhythm- rhythmically, it's the same, but it's the different chord progressions. So it's re- it's pretty neat, and I like that they did that. Um, I think this is a, a clear-cut case of Clark Kent doing what needs to be done before thinking about it. Yeah. I honestly think that that's, that seems like it's. Uh, this, I think this Superman, at least, it seems like that's that's what we're what we should be getting used to. Yeah. Um. He's not that whole calm, collective. Let me calculate everything. Superman that we that we're that we're used to in, in the books and everything. Um. Which I enjoy a lot. I think it's it's definitely a a, a great turn in the movie and a, and a great side of the character that we we don't normally see. So uh, I'm loving it. Yeah, I think it brings out the the. Um the novice in him yeah for this film it's like well we like we need to show that this superman's not a perfect superman yet mm-hmm. so he's gonna try and save people but you know he's gonna make mistakes along the way yeah and i and i think personally that the mistakes are that he does are on purpose throughout the film is how i feel not on purpose from him but on purpose through the writers yeah 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 okay. like the storytellers yeah like the story group and the writers and screenplay, like everything that Clark Kent does, like whether he makes a mistake or, you know, those are kind of done on purpose because we need to show that this is a, a learning Superman. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of need that for drama. You've got to have a, a fallible character who has an arc. I mean, I totally get that. But on the other hand, it's like it, Superman is like the one character that people claim is so hard to write for because he's so perfect. I and I understand that too, but you always want to look up to him. It's like you can't figure out the problem. Superman can probably figure it out. You know, we have to be saved by by this idealized version of of 
of who we want to be, right? I, mean, I think that's a really difficult problem with drama. So you do have to kind of give them fallibility throughout. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'm always the one that says that um, uh, Superman's a, a much harder character to write than than Batman. Uh, there's there's so much at play what uh, going on in, in a super in the mind of Superman and, and his actions and, and you know cause and effect than anything that Batman comes close to. No, I agree. I think I think people have figured out how to write Batman, and nowadays they can tweak what they want to talk about yeah, or like how they want to tell the story with Batman. Yeah, it's a formula. But with Superman, I feel like some people might be, except for like Grant Morrison, really, like some people might be uh, sticking too hard to like write Superman by the book, kind of, and it kind of kind of makes it difficult for people to tell a great Superman story. Yeah, I could see that. Although, I mean, Max Landis did an amazing job recently, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was a good good series. Um, it's like I said, it's it's so hard to to have the contrast of of Superman and and the whole cause and effect thing that you definitely have to take into consideration. And it isn't just the character that saves the day at, at the end of the story and you know can just punch anything. Um, you know, you might have been getting away with that earlier but now it's the character is so much more complex yeah that's why he's easily one of my favorite i mean i i, I always get picked out of a crowd because like oh you like superman he's just boy scout he saves it like no go read a book that guy yeah. is, that guy is really really beat up on the inside no i'm i'm a huge fan of like a more complex superman story than you know front of the mill yeah i think it also depends on your perspective as the reader because i when i was young i tend to see superman as like the father figure who is you know is going to solve the problem for you is going to do it for you and then when you get a little older you realize maybe your dad your own personal dad is not perfect and was kind of struggling along the way and then you reach a point where at least for me i'm now older than superman so you know i wonder am i living up to what i should be so it changes with your perspective and your age i think no i yeah i agree I agree with, like, you know. I can definitely relate to the whole finding yourself bit looking, that he's going through. Yeah. I, I tell, now, I, yeah. T- I think I mentioned it a long time ago, but this film is, like, this should be a film that people watch and be, like, not not necessarily, like, what happens in the film, but kind of the teachings and, and some of the advice given in the film should really be something that people take away with them. Because... Everyone should try to be like Superman, like attitude wise, like mm-hmm. or I don't know, like to not be a jerk, to do always do the right thing for people who like be the hope for people who have none. Yeah, you know. And I feel like yeah. this is a this is a good film for people to learn that. Um, obviously, you can't punch through walls and fire heat vision, but. What's more important is the teachings that Superman is given, in my opinion. Yeah. I also wanted to bring up something. One of the reasons I like this scene a lot is um, how it's directed. Because you go from this really chaotic thing happening under the water, and then it cuts to this shot where it's totally still and for a moment. And then you see the bus rise up to the water, and that, that swelling, hopeful music comes out. And I, I really love that part. Mm-hmm. that's like when the when the music starts to hit it's just so it's it's powerful it's, it hits you it's it's good and it's it's that moment of quiet that really makes it for me though but you know before the music comes in it's all still 
No, I agree. I think, um, and they cut it like right, you know, he's still kind of examining the bus. He doesn't know what he's going to do, right? Or does it show him like open the door? No, well, I mean, no, it doesn't show him open the door, but the bus is still, it, it went in nose first and it comes out, you know. Head first. Yeah, head first. So it's like, I wonder if it, he had to wait for it to get far enough for him to be able to get underneath it to change the direction of which way it was going instead of nose down to, to nose up or if or if he waited for it to, to hit the bottom and he just kind of pushed it and, and rolled it all all the way up there so yeah well I guess the other question is like how is he lifting the bus is he is he that's where I said we hopefully like we should have gotten like an action comics cover uh, with this kind of scene if it, but that almost seems like it's a little too outlandish like this thirteen year old kid lifting up this entire bus like you know arms over his head kind of kind of down you know what I'm talking about you know action yeah yeah yeah, 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 like yeah issue so one yeah. that's what I thought like we were cover. gonna get fr- from this but um, it kind of made me think of like what his physical position underwater was like was he just like. Was he kicking was off the ground? Under, yeah, was he underneath it? Or was, or he, was he just pushing it? Yeah. Know, p- pop it in neutral and just, you know. I, I kind of like that they don't show you. It's all it's all a mystery. It's it's all under the still water. You know, something really dramatic is happening and the, the water's completely still. And I, I like that a lot. And obviously none of the kids in the bus can see him because they're still all freaking out and banging on the windows and stuff. Again, no emergency protocols taken into use. They're right there at the window. They can't just. Like, I mean, things the, in and just... <laughs> the back door is open. The back door is so, open. So kind of. Nobody's swimming out. I don't know. I mean, they just know that they're being saved somehow. The water is draining. Yeah. They're they're rising above. They don't they don't know that Clark Kent's saving the bus. They they just know that they're being saved, um, and that's all that matters. Because that's you know, that's all that matters to him, saving those people. Bottom line. That's good. So. When he's when he's lifting the bus out of the water though, there's just like massive amounts of water hitting his face. <laughs> there, yeah, and I'll it's get just it. like pouring, pouring out. Like it's that day must have sucked for that kid. Like as an actor, it's, it's like funny. all right. Well, what are you supposed to do? All right, you're supposed to make it look like you're pushing the bus up, but don't face the bus because there's gonna be gallons of water pouring into your mouth. So you gotta like put your head down. But like that whole con. How many times does that kid have to just? do that motion of gallons of water just because if you watch it, it like it was like 15 i don't know it goes on for a while where there's just water there's constant. so much because it's like because the production team is like they're like flushing the bus with yeah. water so like honestly like once you got the bus off like onto land it would like all the water would have fallen out already yeah but they're like still pumping out water so it just looks like there's like an endless face. river just yeah. coming out of the bus for like a solid like 20 seconds and he's just, they're all staring at each other and there's just still water coming out of the bus and they're like yeah but i don't know i got another note um when he goes to turn to look at pete i assume this is like a like a super hearing kind of moment where he still like hears the heartbeat it doesn't seem like he's just like, all right, you know, let me take a hand count. Okay, we're missing one. Oh, okay, let me go get him. I assume that it's like, like I said, like all these, I said in the previous episodes, the, the, this is the starting, these flashbacks are the start of when we get to see the showcase of powers. So we did get to see the super hearing when he was in uh, the classroom. Yeah. And now that we already know that that is a power of his, it kind of seems like, in my opinion, I kind of already assumed that's what he was using to find Pete. I think it's um, both. I think it's a showcase of power and a showcase of like morals. Yeah. And, you know, 
what's made him Superman. Yeah. Um, I think he was, I don't know. It's one looking at making sure everyone's safe Two, realizing what he just did in front of a ton of people, a handful of people. (laughs) (laughs) Dramatic change. Uh, Yeah. Just like, oh, people know I just did it. Oh, well, I got to go save the other kid and jumps back in the water. Wait, so if no one was looking at the back of the bus and he kind of got away with it, like, oh, no one no one paid attention. I'm just going to hop back into the back seat and cough up some water, make it look like I was drowning too. Would he have let Pete die? <laughs> this is going back to saying, like, okay, I can save them, but I can do it sneakily. And he did it, and he accomplished it. He's like, yes, no one saw me. Oh, crap. Pete's still down there. Just takes a handful of and water that... and puts it in his mouth and spits <laughs> it out. Oh, and God. And that's when he's thinking... <laughs> Huh? Should I show everybody that I can do this, or should I just let Pete die? <laughs> that guy was making fun of me. He did call me a dick splash. Now who's the dick splash? <laughs> well, I mean, the only character development you get from Pete and the only clue to their relationship is that Pete's the bully, right? And and then and then Superman saves him, even though you know maybe he doesn't deserve it. Of course, he deserves to be saved, but you know you're just like. <laughs> If you were picked on in high school or middle school, you you wouldn't mind if some of those bullies kind of drowned in the river, honestly. But, like, yeah, you're gonna if if given the opportunity to save them, you save them, no matter how bad they are. Yeah, you're right. I think um, saving Pete Ross kind of hurts him more than letting I don't know than letting him die. Like it's a weird thing. It's like um, you just made fun of me, but I'm gonna save your life, and I feel like that has you know that feels good to him more than if he had let Pete get hurt in any way. Well, obviously, he's a good person. We well, I'm just saying, that. like, I feel like that, that like, kind of, uh, I don't know. I feel like that has, like, more of an effect. Like, Clark enjoys, would enjoy that more than, I don't know. I just, <laughs> than letting him die. A lot of people are like that. A lot of, like, you know, like, people, I'm just, I'm kind of, like, equating it to, like, normal people. Oh, like, serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like revenge some people want to give into like their revenge but sometimes saving the person that hurt you like feels a lot nicer yeah yeah teenage jangst and everything we get it sure okay <laughs> that's all oh oh one last note um that bus seems like it could be moving backwards you got it up on that bank it seems like it could just roll right back down unless someone popped the emergency brake which Okay, so the argument is, yeah, the emergency brake went off. You saw the stop signs? Okay, cool. How did he get it to roll up out of the water then? That thing had to have been in neutral. If the brake was on? Yeah. That's... <laughs> and that thing should be sliding back down. Unless, now this is a stretch, Superman thought about this, went down, and while he was underwater, but we didn't see it, he kind of like just super clamped the brakes down and kind of made him stop bent the axle so it doesn't spin nope continuity error yep doesn't happen nope bus will be falling back all right we're good (laughs) physics works in this universe cool it's a comic book movie yeah you have to balance like the the reality of the world which Zack snyder goes for versus you know it's a comic book movie this is what you want to see yeah 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 it's kind of hard uh no yeah that's a well just clearly the emergency brakes in this bus didn't work i think that's what we're supposed to take away well, if Superman is pushing a bus with the emergency brakes on, it would eventually break it, wouldn't it? 33-year-old Superman? Yeah. 13-year-old? I have no idea. All right. <laughs> we'll leave that to the physics guy when we get him. 
you know, as a guest. Oh yeah. Can you explain a bus with emergency? Okay, we're done with that. <laughs> um, anything else for this minute? That's all I have. Nope, not for me. Just silly stuff. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you love what you hear, don't forget to check us out on all social media at DCEU Minute. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, do all that jazz. And don't forget to check out Chris's podcast, The People v. Batman v. Superman, and DC Legacy Filmcast. And we will catch you guys on the next one here at DC Cinematic Minute.